Hi, welcome to episode 7 of the 45 Not Out podcast. It's good to have you here and thanks for staying with me. In this episode, I've gone a little off-piste. Let me explain. I've long been fascinated by the millennial generation and their take on the working world. To this end, I was delighted to speak to Aisha Riaz, MD of the E-Word Marketing Agency in Manchester. Still in her early 30s and well below the age of 45, that is the normal benchmark for the podcast, Aisha runs one of Manchester's most successful agencies. From the episode, it's clear why Aisha achieved this. Her drive and positivity are very obvious to the listener, and it was a delight and a privilege to speak to her. However, this episode has to be one of the hardest to record so far. Due to the pandemic lockdown, we experienced immense problems in recording, and we had to have several attempts. None of these were either of our faults. It was a situation that made obtaining the right bandwidth and reception so very difficult. However, it's much to her credit that Aisha didn't let the situation faze her and she very kindly and patiently agreed to several attempts at recording. I suppose you could say the best things are worth waiting for. This one certainly was. The episode is suffused with Aisha's positivity and drive. I defy you not to be uplifted by it. At around 20 minutes long, take a listen for yourself. Here's Aisha. Hi there. Welcome to the next episode of 45 Not Out. This time, I've got Aisha Riaz with us um, and... It's immense thanks from me for taking the time out to speak to me and recording this podcast. Welcome, Aisha. Hello. I hope, I hope you're well. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yes, fine, thank you. Thank you. How's this extended lockdown treating you? Is it impacting a lot on work? I mean, work's fine, to be honest with you. Um, we, we are coping well as a team which is good but I think we're just getting to the point now where we're ready to to go back to the office and to to see people <laughs> outside of our immediate families yeah I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure if you could just t- tell us I mean I've, I've outlined a little bit in the introduction what you do but just tell us more about what you do and, and more importantly what it brings to you Yeah, so I am currently the managing director of um, an agency based in Manchester called The E-Word. We specialise in property and leisure marketing. Um, I have been here for, God, seven years. Um, (laughs) I started off um, as a um, a junior account manager with no experience in digital. I'd been to university, I'd got my degree and then I, I started working in retail and I kind of stayed in retail for about three years after university and it got to the point where I was like, is this really what I want to do? I've been to university, I've got my degree, maybe I should do something with it. Um, so then, yeah, I um, I applied for, for the job at the E-Word um, 
many many years ago and here I am today I've kind of just um, worked my way up um, within the business um, to get to where I am today so it's been quite a journey. You mentioned your degree Aisha was that related to what you do now or was it totally different? Well so um, I did advertising management and brand management at Manchester Metropolitan University so we did have a a module on, on digital marketing at the university but it, it was much broader um in terms of like different different elements of marketing um so yeah it was kind of related um but also looking at the wider aspects of marketing but, yes sure sure because you deal a lot with quite a lot of digital marketing is that correct yes that's correct yeah everything that we do is is online Right. Okay. And what was that? A quite a steep learning curve when you started with E Word. Oh God, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I remember um, having a look at the website before I went to my interview, and I think I was twenty three at the time. Um, and I was like, right, what does SEO stand for? What does PPC stand for? I need to know this because they will ask me because I have no experience. And they did ask me in the in the interview, so I was like, oh, thank God. Um, but before that, I had I had no experience. I mean, obviously there was a a three year gap between university and starting um, my job at the E Word, and you know by that time I'd I'd pretty much forgotten everything I'd learned. Um, so it, it was pretty much starting from the bottom again. But I think. Do I take it that the agency are really good at sort of developing people in their careers and nurturing them and sort of pulling them along? Oh, yeah, brilliant. I mean, I, as soon as I started, because I was in um, a client-facing role, um, I spent some time with the specialist going over exactly what the E-word do, our processes, um, how we do things. Um, what Because we used to do um, monthly training sessions as well. Um, for local businesses so I used to sit in on them as well I got some one-to-one training sessions with different members of the team um, and it was very much a culture of okay so you've come in as in as this role we want you to we want to nurture you and grow you within this role and is there anything that you know anything else that you're interested in and we can support you with that as well so I think from the get-go it it was just a a brilliant team who were definitely to to support me in, in whatever path I wanted to take in my career which is why I've stayed for so long brilliant that that's that's amazing to hear um I I would imagine that that's probably quite rare I mean obviously the more successful companies will will offer that but it's great to be part of a team that sort of spot potential in their employees and then work with them to develop that and sort of and, and, and push them through to the management roles as well it's perfect it's perfect now, one thing um, and I've said, I've probably said in the introduction, and why I wanted Aisha on here. She first, she's well below forty-five. <laughs> she's part of that much maligned um, generation, the millennials. And to be fair, that's really I, I wanted to speak to a millennial on here. Um, I wanted to hear their take, really, on sort of their life experiences and the challenges they face. I mean, for example. Um, I think I'm right in saying that they're the first generation that um, have experienced student debt. They've had to repay, they're having to repay the money the government used to support them whilst they got their degrees. We've had an extortionate house price rise. And and as well, my take really is, is what they feel. I mean, my generation, Generation X and the one above it, the baby boomers, 
women in these sectors probably were a lot more complacent and probably more submissive than the millennials um, in that they put probably put up with gender discrimination, race discrimination, as it just wasn't done to question these things. We weren't expected to rock the boat in any way. And I've, I've used Aisha as a bit of, of a, not so much an experiment, but just her experience really to sort of see whether we, we've done her generation a bit of a disservice. Could, could we have sort of spoken up more? Because that's one thing about millennials, and this isn't a big generalisation, but that they're, they're very good at flagging up any unfairness, any disservice or anything. And that, that that's probably the difference between the generations. So oh, over to you, Aisha. I mean, do, do you think we could have been more... Um, militant I suppose and, and sort of m more outspoken about the injustices that we, we may have suffered um, I mean do you know what to be honest with you I think that the women who have come before me have done an excellent job of getting us to, to where we are now um, I mean I've entered the work I've entered a very fair workplace um, where you know my voice matters just as much as you know um, a male colleague's voice does um, and I think that that's down to the women who came before me and you know fought for our rights to to be where we are today so I definitely don't think that there's there's been a disservice done to us um, I think that you know the women before us they were they were told okay this is the way things are and you know naturally some people question things and naturally some people don't but th there was definitely a fight in there for them to to you know to say actually no that's wrong I deserve the exact um I deserve getting paid the same as you for doing the same job I I deserve to sit on a, a board of directors because my output is the exact same as yours or even better um I deserve the same rights as you and I, you know I think that there's still a long way to go and, and now it falls onto my generation to make sure that you know we're continuously changing for the better but I think the women that came before us they had their fair share of um issues and barriers and problems along the way but for them to get us to to where we are today i think they've, they've done an amazing job that's brilliant to hear aisha yeah you, you're right it's like what did you say standing on the shoulders of giants Not yeah that we were giants but it's like maybe maybe that that idea is of yours is right in that each generation pushes it that little bit further and it might be that the generation below you what are they generations there yeah as as they come into the workplace, they may benefit from the um, advantages you've obtained yeah. by your by your amazing generation, and then they take it one further. So yes, that's a, an, a brilliant analogy that you know so that each generation paves the way for the one that comes after it. Yeah, and I think that, like I said, there's definitely work to do. I mean, the gender mm. pay gap still exists, um, unfortunately, in a lot of industries at the moment, and I think that. You know, my generation, generation, we we've done, we've tried to push for for fairer pay, and I think you know the generation that comes after me, um, could be hopefully the ones to to close that gap even further, and maybe you know we might get to a point where women do get get paid more than men, and that'd make up for the for the injustices over the last um, few years. Wouldn't that be that would be lovely. <laughs> I don't think that that would probably be in your lifetime. I'm not sure it'd be. Well, maybe when I'm sat there, sort of retired and wrinkled and, and grey, and all the rest of it. But but wouldn't that that's that's a wonderful um, 
initiative to strive for yes and, and like you say to sort of make good all the years where there has been that disparity of wage yeah yeah absolutely now just talking about millennials and how good they're I've also given a bit of thought to millennial men. I mean, it's my, well, it's my view that they're far more supportive to women in the workplace than any generation that's gone before them. I mean, have have you found that? And particularly, are there any sort of millennial age men that have been especially supportive to you in your career? Oh, yeah, um, 100%. I mean, I don't know if it's down to to look or or just me being... um, I don't know. I don't know if it's down to luck, but I have always been surrounded by um, strong males, you know, in the workplace who have always supported me, have supported women. Um, I've never really felt that because I'm a woman, I am not going to get the same treatment as, you know, a male counterpart. So that's definitely something that that I've not felt. I know that other other women have felt that Um which is which is a shame but you know working at new look where i was before i came to the e-word one of my um store managers was was male and he he was brilliant he supported me in you know getting to the next step in terms of becoming a supervisor and then a sales manager and he was a big advocate of mine um and then obviously when i joined the e-word um dan and al um were my bosses and and they've supported me so much along the way i mean without them i wouldn't be where i was today um i've predominantly spent the last six years working more closely with dan than i have with al and and like i said he's been very supportive and then over the last year it's been myself and al and um it's been it's been an amazing journey i mean don't get me wrong it does come with its challenges um i mean every age every agency owner or any any person you know, in a management level in an agency will know that it's not always smooth sailing. Um, but in terms of, you know, the way my career has gone, I have worked hard. So, you know, I'm not sat here saying I owe my career to to other people because I know that I've worked really hard to get where I am. But I also know that there have been people who have been advocates of mine along the way um, who have helped me um, and pushed me where I needed to be pushed to get to where I am today. Amazing, amazing. It's, it just sort of um, reinforces what you've been saying about, you know, sort of, well, going back to the generation thing, it's like, it's not sort of, in my day, it was like, you know, so you watch your back, but it seems to be these days, particularly in, in sort of the word and maybe in the sector that there are individuals who are um, happy enough in themselves that they will help. Oh, yeah people up to up to the next level you know without feeling threatened they're secure in this in themselves enough and that kind of thing so that's amazing to hear that's possibly one of the big differences dare I say between the two generations and it and it's amazing to sort of see your your journey with the word but as as I do in all my um recording of episodes terribly cheesy but I, I I I always love it if if you could go back to yourself at the start of your career, maybe the transition between New Look and when you started with the E word, what's the one piece of advice that you'd give yourself? Oh, that is a very good question. Um, I mean, there's two. Can I can I say two things here? Okay. Of course, um, of course. So I do. think one of the very important things to do is to always plan. 
um that's something that i have um i've not been very good at doing um in terms of um you know building my career so i've how do I explain this now? Um, so, okay, I'll give you an example. So when I was um, working at New Look, I was quite comfortable in my role. Um, I enjoyed it and I thought, and then I went for an interview for an in-house marketing role, um, not having any experience in the industry, not doing as much research as I should have done. And But because I had kind of come out of uni and, and landed on my feet, I was almost cocky <laughs> if you will and I was like god this is going to be easy I'll you know I'll wild them over I don't really need to know anything and then I had the interview and I was like oh my god you're an absolute idiot I should have prepared for that um and I think with anything in life you know whether that's going for a meeting going for an interview or anything like that it sounds dead simple but I think you know one of the really important things to do is to really do your research because I learned from that interview right okay if I want a job I can't just you know cruise I can't just like I can't just cruise on 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 just being chatty and having things to talk about I actually need to know what I'm talking about um so yeah that and then that's why I I planned um for for my interview at, at the word and you know learn what SEO <laughs> men and PPC men um so yeah that that's helped me and I think the second thing which is I guess even more important than the first is just to have confidence I mean you know, if something goes wrong, learn from it. Don't think, right, my world is collapsing around me. This is it. It's, you know, you get over things. I mean, I've made so many mistakes over the past few years and every single time I've, I've been like, right, okay, this happened. How do I learn from it? How do I make sure it doesn't happen again? Um, so, yeah, just having the confidence to admit that you're wrong um, and and fixing things um that's not to say that I'm wrong all the time because I'm not I'm, I'm quite good at my job <laughs> um but yeah no it's just the confidence to kind of go out and you know believe in yourself and think right I know what mm. I'm doing I've been here however many years um I know you know and I, I, I know our business inside out I can go out and I can speak to other people and I can articulate that articulate that quite well and I think what I have been um, guilty of doing in the past is if I if I am with you know a colleague um, I've kind of let them talk about the e-word and what we do and then afterwards I'm like I should have done that because I I'm in the I'm in the I'm, I'm the managing director so surely it should fall on me um, and then you know moving forward I, I have taken the reins and I, I've done that more so it's just making sure you have the confidence which is is not always easy to get especially when you're surrounded by you know people who might have five ten fifteen years on you in the, within the industry but I think you've always got to take a step back and remind yourself that actually I'm, I'm here for a reason and I've worked hard for this and I've I've upskilled on my my knowledge um here so I have just as much right to to be in this room and speak as anyone else would have that's a fabulous message thank you Aisha and I mean I'm, I've got something from that and I hope all the listeners have just yeah that that you know when you do make a mistake i mean women are the world's worst aren't they for sort of yeah thinking oh you you idiot you've screwed up again yeah but probably like you said maybe just take a stand, stand back just take a deep breath and then sort of examine it and and how could you've made it better yeah. and not to denigrate yourself any but just sort of um you know what could I have done different? What what will I do different next time? It's it's such a positive view of 
um, a, a negative situation. It, it's a fabulous message, that. And, and the planning side, yes, absolutely. I'm probably as guilty as on that as you. And, and may, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a personality type. I, I don't know, but, um, yeah, yeah. But the, the, these things you learn as, as you go along, but they're amazing messages. Yeah, I, mean, I think the best way to learn is, is through making mistakes. Obviously, great if you don't make mistakes, yes. but... That's where you you really have to step back and think. Right, I really don't want this to happen. To, I really don't want this to happen again. So what do I do? And I think yeah. it just makes you stronger as a yeah. person as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Character, <laughs> self esteem, and, and a, a fab, fabulous message. Well, Aisha, thank you so much, and and thank you, we, just listeners. We did have one or two technical problems. Aisha, she's been incredibly patient. Um, I can't believe just how <laughs> tenacious she's been. Oh, all due to lockdown, not, not, neither of our fault. It was just a situation of where we were having to record because we've not been able to record face-to-face, -face, as I tend to do. So, yeah, so an immense thanks from me. An immense thanks for all the positivity and positive messages you've put out there. And, yeah, good luck with everything, Aisha. It's been no amazing. No worries. Thank, Thank you so you. much for having me. Thank you. So there you have it, the millennial take on things as explained by Aisha. My immense thanks go to her for firstly agreeing to be interviewed and also her patience while we battled against technical difficulties generated by the lockdown situation. If you'd like to know more about Aisha and the e-word, you can find links to them online on the notes to the podcast. Finally, I'd just like to say thank you to you, the listener, for staying with me and continuing to listen to each episode. It's my intention to record more diverse episodes, not just career women over 45, and I will outline these more over time. But for now, I hope you stay safe and well, and I hope to connect with you again soon. Take care. Thank you.